Before we begin, we want to say that the discussions that take place on these podcasts are our own and do not reflect the LAPD, LAFD, or any other outside organization. Some of the topics that we talk about in this podcast may be triggering to some of our listeners, so if you feel like you need any extra support, we will be linking different resources in our website and social medias. Thank you for listening, and now with the show. You're listening to 911 Superfan versus Pure Snow. I'm Catherine Cat, Kit Cat, or Snow White. Meg and or Buck. And today we are talking about season two, episode 13, titled Fight or Flight. It was directed by Millicent Sheldon. It was written by Kristen Rydell, and it first aired April 1st, 2019. April Fool's Day. That's not the greatest day to air this oh, episode. Oh, I know. That's a strange release date. Didn't even realize <laughs> it got an IMDb rating of 8.9 out of 10, which prompts me to ask the entire fandom, are you okay? This was the highest rated episode mm-hmm. that we've seen. Just are you okay? Like <laughs> I told you the fandom loves this stuff. Okay. You didn't believe me. Now you see it. <laughs> Just Wow. I mean, Um, drama, I get, but this episode? Dude, this was peak drama. Come on. This was peak stress. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I was so stressed out the entire time. Okay. Summary, please. All right. After Chimney gets stabbed, Buck and Athena go looking for Maddie, who has been kidnapped by Doug. The end. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much how it goes. Yep. So... (laughs) Let's jump right in. Uh, okay, well, that whole scene where uh, Buck finds Chimney stabbed and then he starts worrying about Maddie, I was just like, I forgot how stressful that must have been for Buck. I forgot he lived there. Right? There's just so much that's happened, honestly. And I'm just like, oh, jeez. And then Chimney kept repeating Jason, which sucks that he didn't even tell anybody about you know i felt like he never even mentioned a jason to anybody before then buck says it a little bit later on where um he he he's aware that there's a guy that he's playing pool with yeah but like not that it was jason. my guess would be he would have told maddie my friend mm-hmm. jason yeah dang but now I, I felt so bad for chimney because i'm like he's such a nice guy but he was so gullible i mean you meet a nice guy, you see him twice, it feels kind of like fate. I can get it. But yeah, he should have been a little bit more careful. <laughs> yeah. And then that flashback, you know, when he was like, Doug was like, welcome home, and then starts like belittling her. Also, you know, I'm going to ask this question early. How do you feel knowing that they are married in real life? Distressed. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but since you brought it up, the entire episode, all I could kept thinking, the first, no, the second time, the second time, one of them, not both of them, one of them. Okay. And I'm pretty sure it was more the second time than the first time. Yeah. I was just distressed. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, she honestly looks terrified of him in so many points. I know. Like, you wouldn't even think that they were married because- it's just that bad, you know? And, like, that whole thing about, you know, 
when they were like dancing together and it like they really looked like a happily married couple and then he turned into a monster in two seconds and I'm just like I don't know how you're looking at your actual wife and not laughing I don't even know laughing like that feels it feels too serious like I feel like I would just I don't know I was just slightly distressing but kudos to them because I think they both pulled it off really well because yeah. that dude I don't know his name I didn't google his name because I'm terrified of him <laughs> <laughs> I love that um yeah he's a terrifying apologies to uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt's husband my co-host is afraid <laughs> that's the next guy you're gonna try and get on our on our podcast huh? you're gonna be like okay so you should just show up for two seconds on the podcast just give her a call break her out and that'll be it just just give her a quick FaceTime here's her number Jason Bailey <laughs> no I'd be like dog <laughs> oh no it's dog <laughs> Uh, no, but then my second question would be like, you're really, are you really, like, I know that, but like, are you really married to her? Like, really? <laughs> Can I see the like, wedding certificate? I need to like, verify this. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, you guys are good, right? Like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> you guys had a very traumatic episode. I just don't know if you know this. Right? Oh my gosh. But you know, I love that whole transition between like when she got slapped with like the glass and then into the car. That was so seamless. Oh, I like that too. I mean, it wasn't a good like, obviously she was slapped, but that transition was great. It was so clean. Yeah. And then he continues to gaslight her. Like he's just awful on top of awful. The thing with the show, which I feel like is can now be a drinking game because the number of times I say the thing with this show also <laughs> is incredible. <laughs> but their villains just grow and I just hate them more and more. Dog is no exception. I um, dog is no exception. And um who's it? Captain Douchebag? Yes. Yes. I was mm-hmm. like, are you talking about Captain Douchebag? It, it has to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the two of them were just like dislike after dislike and this entire thing where he just gets in the car then he slaps her around and then he gaslights her on top of that right and then it's like oh yeah like about chimney and i'm just like oh so first off you try to kill her boyfriend then you like go they're not even dating yet either exactly but it's like you know he already sees him as a threat which is like wow and he's like i like chimney that was even more heartbreaking when she right was, it's oh like you like chimney so then like on what planet does stabbing him even make sense yeah his actions right? were kind of crazy oh my gosh that was terrifying and then um you know what is it oh buck in the 118 in the hospital i knew he was gonna steal the phone though it was pretty right? obvious He's going to oh, steal yeah. it. He's going to take it. And thank goodness it's not face ID. It's thumbprints. Yeah, that totally dated this episode for sure. <laughs> Which is so weird to think about. <laughs> yeah, I forgot that like we used to do thumbprints. It's very yeah. obvious you have an Apple and not a Samsung. Yeah, well, I mean. Some, I of, them, some of them still have thumbprints. Interesting. I didn't know that. But obviously it would be. Eddie, who would be, like, talking to Buck about, like, how stupid he was for, you know, trying to get Chimney's thumbprint. 
Oh, that's right. When he was talking about hospital jail. Right, yes. right, 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 right. Okay. <laughs> I was I was a little confused because I thought that was way later, but apparently Not it's right all. now. That's yeah. right. I do like that the first person that Buck would have called would have been Athena and Bobby. Oh, for sure. Because mm-hmm. like uh, their mom and dad. Their mom and dad. That was like that's they have a problem. You go, you go there, you go ask them first. And then Athena's like, I'm going to scold you and big brother Eddie or best friend Eddie, however you want to call him Eddie, (laughs) best boy Eddie, (laughs) just walks up and is like, you did a bad thing. You'll be okay. But like, I don't know, man. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Right. And then even like that whole thing when Athena was like, oh, I didn't know you could be stupid. Well, you know, you haven't met Buck. Yeah, where she's like, I know him that well. <laughs> Dude, that was that was actually insane. But I also felt bad because, like, aside from Eddie trying to, like, talk him through it, he was also super spiraling. Spiraling. Buck? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but thankfully, uh, when Athena was like, okay, we're just going to use the phone, and then Bobby was like, oh, just don't put her into early retirement. Yeah, I like that Bobby was like making rules and being like, hey, Buck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make sure, follow the rules. There are rules in place. You know, that's my number 14. Bobby setting ground rules and making sure that he doesn't force Athena into early retirement. That's exactly I what did I- like that. I didn't like that. I mean, I feel like Athena could take care of herself, but also like coming from Bobby, at least for like, his relationship with buck Mm -hmm. because buck is known to disregard orders from athena (laughs) oh for sure right like i was totally thinking about that Mm -hmm. yeah that was Um, nice to see right and then aside from the fact that i was going to ask you about you know doug being jennifer's actual husband um i love that maddie was very observant and she Mm -hmm. was willing to do whatever it took but it also shows how much she's been hanging out with buck you know because i felt like the skills of like a firefighter and like being creative aside from her own job like it really helped her in that situation you know because she i felt like she was very creative and didn't just stop at like oh this is the only possibilities that'll work there's like so many options I agree to a certain extent. I don't think it's Buck's influence, though, because I think that you've seen that while she was on the, when she first started in the call center, you saw that she was very quick on her feet and she kind of could take control of the situation pretty fast. So I think that this is just showing her out in the field instead of behind a microphone. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's a lot more that could be showcased in that sense. I don't necessarily think that it's Buck's influence, but I, I'm sure like spending time with the firefighters does like teach her new things, right? She hears more stories. She can learn a little bit more, but I think she already had like quite a perceptive mind before she started. Yeah. I mean, but regardless, like that whole thing really saved her. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially like when Doug noticed the Amber Alert. Like, it was such a quick shot, but I was like, dude, 
I don't even like what do you think was running through his mind aside from the obvious like what do you think he was thinking about I took it very much at face value that they were on to him and they knew where where it was coming because she's missing so yeah and I just felt so bad for that like okay I'm jumping a little ahead but like you know the cashier Mm, yeah I felt so bad like you know because he he already knew the way like when they walked in it was so sus like nothing about it felt normal and the way he was like trying to carry on a conversation with Doug but knowing it was bad Mm -hmm. and he was so brave honestly for like getting that gun and trying to shoot Doug but like you know, in that situation, I felt like he should have done something quicker. I don't know. Like we could play the we could the, we could play the. I feel yeah. like there's more he could have done in X Y Z manners, but like everybody's going to react a little bit differently. Oh, for he sure. He was really brave for trying to trying to like seize the situation. Yeah. I just kind of wish he called nine one one before, <laughs> so they had a little bit of a head start. Yeah. But he's also like in the middle of nowhere. I don't know if maybe he thought, oh, they wouldn't get here in time. And yeah, he has a quick solution. I don't know. Yeah, but that's what I was saying. Like, if that was a situation he should have, but also, you know, it is a stressful situation and you don't want that person to get hurt either. You know, yeah. so, you don't know how much time you have before he does, if he does catch her, what he'll do. Yeah. There's a lot of different variables in play there. 100%. So but, I think there was a lot that there's a lot with that story that I was just like he didn't deserve to die. That was that was I very know, sad. Like, uh, it was it was very rough to watch. But on the yeah. other, that whole thing when Buck and Athena entered the dispatch center, I yep. loved that Josh really said, "Oh, I think I took a call from him earlier, even though he didn't have a call." Yeah, I do like that. Josh is like, "This is this is my girl. I'm gonna I'm gonna find her." And Sue's yeah. like, Sue's like, I'm sure? technically the boss, so I'm not supposed to do this. But also, I want to find her. Yeah. If this comes back, though, to bite him in the butt, I will be very upset with Sue. <laughs> right? Like, it was just, but it was such, like, a good friend, mm-hmm. you know, move. Because I yeah. felt like in that moment, he really valued Maddie as just like someone he could trust someone he taught and like just a good person so i'm glad that yeah vibe and it was good also it was fun at the beginning when um you kind of heard them or when buck calls in and is like talking about it and then he's like maddie where's maddie and josh is like oh my gosh (laughs) it's jim it's buck and he's like i know all of these people so that was like (laughs) It was a little too coincidental. I don't think that would have happened in real life, but it was good to see where he was just like immediately like concerned. He knew this was happening. Yeah. So when they came in, he was a little less like, this has already been going on for this long. I'm going to find her. So I thought that was nice. Yeah. Like it felt, it felt very nice. Um, And okay. I guess we're moving on to back at the hospital when Hen's talking about chimney. And him babysitting Denny. That's yeah. so cute to think about. Right? Like, 
he just wants it to be perfect so he's like what is it with um the vacuum and the fan i was yeah that does seem like something the chest the chest uh yeah anything it's like anything to stop this baby from crying we'll do it all (laughs) yeah so i thought that was very nice and it really did add like another friendship level i think ten and chim where they like he babysat denny (laughs) oh for sure you're close enough where you leave them together yeah yeah it's like a whole other like family element to that i appreciate and it's one subtle slide but we're gonna talk about it forever on this podcast because that's what it's for yep so it's good and then when bobby comes in oh my gosh and then like um harry michael bringing the drinks and the food and like for the my- annual tradition of my gosh yeah. literally when he said it i was like why why is it always jim is it going to be an annual tradition because if he breaks his finger next time and they're like in the hospital again i swear <laughs> oh i'm gonna be like jim i think it's time to retire i don't know <laughs> or pick another job yeah sit it out just like work at the dispatch center you can still <laughs> help i just think that you would just stab um through the head i don't know rebar rebar through the head yeah even like breaking a finger i'd just be like you're so fragile i just don't like we need to wrap you up in like bubble wrap or something <laughs> literally like that poor guy and then you know when um michael was saying that harry wanted to see bobby yeah that was really sweet yeah and it and that also added to the whole you know dynamic in that side too mm-hmm. like, I, I just I, like that yeah they're they're a family he knows that it really brought everyone together which was very nice they tried really hard to make it like the family rallies for this entire episode which i think i'll give that in terms eight out of ten it wasn't like a 10 out of 10 like beautifully like combining everything but it was i think it was just sweet to see because like it's true if someone's in the hospital especially like in an environment like this if you don't rally that's like red flag red flag i mean true but it was nice that it wasn't just like the 118 that got better because of it it was like everyone's like individual families Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so yeah that's why i give it an eight out of ten i felt like it could have been done a little better but i don't know how i don't know it just it felt like it didn't reach that level for me but you know i love like feel-good movies too you know so yeah i guess it wasn't like a big like ensemble scene But I also do think that it's important to show um, how much for an individual who's going through this, your family support system is going to help you. 100%. Because it's not always just going to be like you at the end of the day, right? Your family can be able to, will be a strong support to help you through something like this. And that's going to be very one-on-one effect instead of the whole group effect. Yep. So, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. But I liked it. 
I fell for it, but mostly because the rest of this episode was so stressful. I mean, oh my gosh. Going to the hospital felt like a reprieve. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even think I would ever think that. But the hospital scenes were like the happiest scenes of this episode. Oh, I know. Because like the second, like really, Jennifer and her husband really brought it for this. We need to find his name. Okay. Give me a second. I mean, I do appreciate kudos. We just don't give him credit because we're basically just praising his wife at this point. But also, I feel like we should get his name. Okay, yeah, you don't look him up. But Brian Hallisay. Brian Hallisay. Yeah. Wow. He's scary. I know. And wow, they got married in 2013. Good for them. But like, also, if I ever see Jennifer Love Hewitt in the streets with her husband, not going to go up to them just no <laughs> just yeah. casually in hollywood you see jennifer and it's like oh my gosh it's done bye yeah i'll be like y'all look cute this is stressful for me though have fun peace out <laughs> <laughs> sorry i can't even i want to take a picture but it's gonna give me like stress it's more like I if I walk up to them, I don't want to be I don't want to feel like I have to ask her if she's okay. <laughs> like I'm sure they're very happy together, but this entire episode, I was like they were a little too good. I know, like one of being scary and the other one of being scared of him. And then you tell me they're married in real life. Oops. See, and like that's like the level of acting I hope to reach one day. Mm. You know, it's just like to convince someone that much but it's like you're like let's say you're with your friends right and you're actually friends in real life but then in there you just like hate each other and everyone buys it that is like a plus acting in my book yeah I don't know I guess I've never really like this viscerally been attached to characters and been like this is making me uncomfortable but it made me slightly disturbed See, now you're starting to you're starting to join the fandom. Not not fully, but you know, an inch at a time. I don't that's... know if it's joining the fandom or if I'm just like, man. <laughs> I have very many questions though, just like on an acting standpoint. I'm not an actor, but I'm very curious, like psychologically, how you get to that place. Because they literally they live to they're hopefully in love. They like have kids together, I think. Yeah, they do. They've been married, what, now? Almost 10 years at this point? They've probably been together for almost a decade at this point. Probably past that. Like, and then they're like, and we're going to come to work one day and pretend that I'm a terrible husband and you're a very terrified wife. Like, so many questions. Like, this is not even, like, just as they were. This is, like, years down the line. So many questions. You know, now that we're talking about this, I wonder what the kid's gonna say when they, like, find this episode, and they're like, so I hated your mom just for this episode, but you know, we're chilling. I feel like I would encourage them not to watch it. (laughs) But, you know, like, I feel like they're gonna find it one way or another, and that's gonna be a very awkward conversation. Yeah, but they did great, at least in my book. Oh, yeah. Like, I... (laughs) I, I still got it. the same chills that I did when I first saw this. He does evil. He does like that, like, 
I don't even know. Like that elitist evil feeling. So yeah. wow. I know. Oh my gosh. There's so many parts that I am going to talk about when we get there. But it was insanity. Like he's coming back. He's dead, right? No, he's no. dead. She stabbed him a lot. <laughs> like really hope he's yes. dead. This isn't no, a zombie no, no. show. Talking, no, I'm, t- <laughs> I'm talking about like in this episode specifically. Oh, oh okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. I was like, I was like, he's dead, right? Like, <laughs> don't look him up though. Okay, like he might come back in flashbacks, but he's dead. We can can like, I safely he's assume he's dead? He's physically dead. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay, good. Like he'll come back in flashback probably because I feel like this was a this is a big part for Maddie to like build up to. Yeah, like there's things. like some Grey's Anatomy like type. Yeah. Thing. That... Yeah. But I not, don't like, that feel like that was a spoiler. No. <laughs> nope. Nope. A <laughs> Grey's Anatomy know. type thing. All right. We're going to take it as that. <laughs> that is. <laughs> I'm thinking COVID hallucinations or. No, we're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave it at that. Or there's like that Denny thing. But if he comes back as like Denny, I don't like that. No, no, no. No, we'll, we'll talk about it when it gets there. No, but I mean, he, he. He's her husband, so he's probably a friend of the show. So if they have a thing where they want him to come back, that's easier to do. Anyway, this is from a logistic standpoint, so I'm like, he's probably going to come back. Okay. <laughs> wow. Are we already at break? Let's take a break. Well, we're still sort of making sense. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. Listening to what is this called? Nine one one super fan versus Pure Snow. Oh no! Someone We're doing so to great our- today. <laughs> this is actually probably one of the better <laughs> back for break <laughs> recordings that I've done in recent times. So we're just gonna keep it. Well, I feel like we are back when Athena and Buck are in the car. That's what I was thinking too. I feel like this episode also was really tough for me to take notes on because I took notes and then kept doing flashbacks, but the flashbacks were different times. And then I just gave up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there was so many flashbacks, but this specific scene when they were in the car and she was checking in on him really reminded me of that whole fire truck thing when he saved the girl from the home robbery home robbery oh how so you know well because that's when they had to work together but Mm -hmm. she didn't trust him but he ended up you know doing what he does best but now he's the one that needs her and she's doing the same thing for him Mm. you know I was like that was like a really cool way to like put that together. Yeah, big mom moment. Yeah. I actually really like that Athena is so supportive of the other women on the show. Yes. Where she's yes, like, don't worry, I'm pretty sure Maddie is tougher than you think. Yeah. And I mean, the thing that 
she said about Doug not knowing who he's with. I feel like I can relate to that and people can relate to that on so many levels. You know, it's like if you haven't seen someone for so many years and then you like just happen to run into them, right? Like, I feel like they kind of just see you as whatever you were back then. But you've worked on yourself so mm-hmm. much over the years that they don't know this person. They just know the idea of you and they know you exist, but they don't know who you are, which is great because you could just be yourself. I would say she but. left him less than a year ago, so it hasn't been years, but I agree with the sentiment. <laughs> hey, it's been long enough to make significant changes. Yeah, but, but I also think because she was so scared for so long that there was like other things that he didn't remember yeah that were brought out in her so i agree i just don't think it's been years this is not yeah. on you <laughs> this is a timeline question <laughs> i'm pretty sure it's been less than a year because in the christmas episode she said she chose last christmas and that was like four or five episodes ago even though for us it's been like three or four months We'll never understand this dang timeline. (laughs) No, never, never, never. Which is why I still feel like you should make this timeline episode. We'll see. We'll see. If I ever do. (laughs) We'll see. Oh, so back to um, Doug and Maddie stressing when that cop car is behind them. I thought that was really interesting. You know, when he like grabbed her hair but she was responding so calmly, right? Which shows literally that is how she reacts as a dispatcher, you know? Like, you could be yelling at her or whatever, but it's like she only can respond with being calm because that's what she does, you know? Oh, I took it as she gave up at that point. Oh, no, I don't but think she gave Not that. Not, not like give up, but she was like very tired of his behavior because he, she just watched him kill another man. In her really? her mind, obviously, Shim is not dead. But yeah. She watched him, like, shoot another guy, and she's like, he's not going to stop. Where she thought maybe before there might have been some sort of silver lining. But at this point, she's kind of like, no. That's an interesting way to take it. I don't know. I, I Maybe it's just because I have a lot of faith in Maddie, you know, but I just saw it as, like, you know, she, she has loved that job of being a dispatcher, you know, mm-hmm. even though it hasn't been that long, but she's good at it, you know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like those skills really transferred over into this situation because, you know, this is chaos and she knows how to work chaos. Yeah, I do. I did like that line where she's like, this is my job. I literally like solve solutions in a crisis. I yes. just assumed also because they were in a car. She was like, I knew she was like in her mind. I know this isn't going anywhere. Like, I can't do anything in a moving car in the middle of nowhere. So I think that that's why in my mind, I was like, she's kind of indifferent to anything he can pull at this point because she's seen him at the lowest of lows. And in her mind, in this car at this moment, he can't go any lower. So she might as well put her energy somewhere else instead of trying to fight him in the car when she can devise a better strategy somewhere else. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, back to the hospital again. <laughs> back to the hospital again. I do like that Chris is the first one to see him. Yes. I love Chris. Chris is so cute. Yeah. You know, I feel like 
I uh, hold on. Oh my gosh, I totally missed that part. You know what I'm talking about? No. Shannon. We did not talk about Shannon being there. Oh, I think that was the same thing where it's like individual family. Yeah. No, Shannon comes after. We because t- Chris like, sees her fr- I Chris sees I first. I missed that because I was like, Oh. Yeah, I didn't put that in my notes. I'm like, I know it's there. <laughs> it's a little bit later because I have a section called Chris and Eddie and what's her face. And what's her face? Because <laughs> I didn't remember her name. Shannon. Shannon. Um, that's a little bit later, at least, because I know Chris sees him first. Yeah, and that's because whole... I was confused why Chris was there. <laughs> yeah, but you know that whole comment he said about the meatloaf? Yeah. That was adorable. I, I do like that it was like someone who could, in a relate. weird sense, relate to Chimney more than anybody else. Yeah. That he was the one who was there to kind of be the first one to see him. Yeah. And then like Bobby being like, oh, does your dad know you're here? And then Eddie being like, Chris, <laughs> that was great. Yeah. But it's nice that he had someone to wake up to instead of an empty hospital room. Yeah. I and mean, that like, he's kind of taking the, yeah. Can't even imagine how that would feel to like wake up in the hospital so confused, so stressed. Because he probably hasn't even thought about it because he was just stabbed and then went to the hospital, but he didn't like process yeah. anything. I feel like this is a little bit better than the rebarb. Yeah. Because he said, oh, I can't remember if he said he remembers or if he doesn't. Because he was faking not remembering everything, but I don't remember how much he remembers because they didn't really specify how much he remembers yeah. of the event, but they said he remembered a lot of the event instead of what he pretended that he did remember anything that happened on the day of the event. It's so complicated. Oh wow you just got a burst of energy right there yeah because i still don't know how much he remembers but i feel like in this case he remembers being stabbed oh for sure so i'm sure sure he when he woke up in the hospital he kind of got a better sense because this is also isn't the first time this has happened to him in the last year oh my year in the last year can we talk about this for a second y'all gotta stop just torturing him i'm serious i know i've already done this but again if next year he breaks a leg and the year after he breaks an arm and then in the season finale trim just dies i will be so (laughs) upset (laughs) oh my gosh honest i will be so upset they they do need to hurt someone else in this show just (laughs) Like, if you're gonna, like, because this is kind of how it's, you know, that's how they like to. Yeah, he's not a crash dummy. Stop hurting him. Yeah, hurt Buck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm poor thing. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, I do like that, though. Bobby called him a superhero. I might might speak too soon. Okay. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. The (laughs) only other thing I would be is if, is. Not if I know she does have a child when Maddie has a kid. And I'm like 30% sure it's Chim's. If that's the case in in Chim's in a hospital, I'll be fine. But I mean, that's more like Maddie's in the hospital. So a little less, but also. Oh, that's even crazier for me now because she's pregnant with a guy's which, like it's her husband's baby, but he like plays such a terrible person in the show. That's stressful. Cause like that kid is going to be like, what if they're like, that's you? 
and like three seasons before however many seasons before this episode shows up oh my goodness we're commentating i'm so sorry hopefully you never listen baby of what's his name brian and jennifer yeah please don't listen to our show (laughs) (laughs) the baby's like i'm already halfway through this episode you're gonna tell me not to listen to this episode (laughs) i apologize in advance um (laughs) we're just gonna keep being like holy shit your parents are crazy anyway That's something a baby wants to hear. (laughs) (laughs) They did great, though. They did a really good job, which is also why I'm terrified of them. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, um, when Buck and Athena find the truck that yeah, there, right? When, like, um, Mm -hmm. Doug saw... Oh, my gosh. That was so much emotion right there. Yeah, I thought that he would be more of a savior, and then I totally forgot about the truck. Because usually it's like... I thought you know usually it's like the guy who observed it but i guess he didn't observe anything but, but the fact know, that he would have thrown his phone on the makes more sense yeah but you know what's crazier about that is like i always thought because i've i've also seen like videos of like truckers and like when they like go to sleep at night they like okay first off they usually close up like the windows and they like put stuff on the the windows to cover it and then they're just sleeping so how are you going to, like, open the truck and put the phone there? I think he put it underneath something or he, like, shoved it in between the freighter. I don't think he put it inside the door itself. But they never really explain it because yeah. you're not supposed like, to think about it. Right. But, you know, like, realistically, that's how they, like, sleep and they, like, tie the seatbelt onto yeah, the Yeah, there's a lot of things that... I don't, I don't, I didn't think of it as it was slipped into the, um, the main compartment itself. I thought they put it into like the shipping freight or if they attached it or if he attached it to some outer part of the truck. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. But it's not important, I guess. I am curious now that you bring it up. But I felt so bad. Um, and then, you know, oh, okay. Now my Shannon and Eddie moment come up here. Yeah, I just found that on my thing, on my Yeah, paper. it was right after. Um, I just wrote, it's nice of her to come by supportive spousal behavior. Right. But then under that, I have watching the security footage was so chilling. Are you forgetting what happened when, like, Buck and Athena are in the liquor store? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Because yeah. we were just on Shannon, and I was like, did something happened with shannon in security footage okay yeah yeah back at the store yeah basically it's this entire episode they just jump yeah it was there's so much but like watching that officer like come with like the paper mm-hmm. like with the registration of the car oh my gosh yeah and he was trying the word trying to write help oh my gosh but she at least was smart enough to get the rental agreement. Yeah, because, you know, that's yeah. definitely going to narrow it down by a lot. Mm-hmm. They have at least the car model, car make. Yeah, um, and then that whole yeah. thing Athena was saying about LoJack, right, on, like, the cars that are for, you know, whoever, Bob's fleet of 12 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's such a good point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, wouldn't have never thought about it, but hey, now we know. 
if there's there will be lojack on someone <laughs> someone's car i mean that makes they, sense right if you're yeah. driving the rental car yeah but it's, it's know always it good to know because i feel like you don't think about that yeah, but I'm also not going to be kidnapping anyone real soon, so I don't think that this is any information that I really. Hey, well, care you know, about. people watch like different things on like Surviving in the Wild or whatever, and apparently some of that becomes useful. So, just another thing. Just yeah, if I'm ever being followed or tracked in some way, shape, or form, I will know. But I currently <laughs> have no plans for such an endeavor to occur. Okay, well, I hope not. I really <laughs> hope not. <laughs> then we're gonna have a separate conversation about our friendship right now wait are you telling me you're gonna be abducting me soon is this where this conversation is going (laughs) no no (laughs) do not uno reverse card me right now (laughs) (laughs) reverse skip your play (laughs) oh boy oh and then back at big bear right because that's what maddie said they were going the aggressiveness of Doug kicking that door, I felt that. Yep. Yep. Right. That was that was so so much anger. I'm just like, he must have picked that one thing that really triggered him so hard that it really brought out that performance. Cause I don't know if he feels that way in real life about Jennifer. You know, so I'm like, he dug deep for that one. <laughs> Oh, I just would love kicking in prop doors. I think they're great. And I 100% recommend it. If you can figure out how to make one of them, they're super fun. Anything on set that's like breakable is always super fun, but they're quite expensive. But yeah, recommend. It's, it's, yeah, I I don't know what it is. It's just like the, the cathartic feeling of breaking something. It's great. That makes sense. I mean, that's why there's rage rooms, right? But it's true. Yeah. Also looks fun. I don't have any sort of anger management issues whatsoever. Totally fine. <laughs> All right. As she looks away and smiles. <laughs> and then the way uh, Maddie wanted to go into the kitchen, but then Doug was like, oh, you think I'm going to let you do that? Yeah. It's amazing to me how he has like so many like steps in his head that she can't yeah. pass in his mind in order to be good. Does that make sense? Something, something makes some sort of sense. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to follow, but I'm also just like curious because you know, um, when she grabbed that, was it fire poker? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so she grabbed that, and it was so, so slick. I guess is you know it was very like you wouldn't even really see her doing that because she was just so busy complimenting him or whatever like just having that like moment yeah yeah right and then yeah did you notice when she like touched his face right yeah he like was like putty in her hand it was distressing it was very distressing yep right distress oh my gosh and then you know I when she was like saying um that he wore surgical scrubs i was like so is he a nurse doctor he's a thoracic surgeon i know but it's like that was not the best way to like really describe doug no he said that at the very beginning i know but i'm saying like if you're gonna say like wear scrubs not all doctors wear scrubs oh oh i see what you mean I think it was just like a generalization because like if you think scrubs you'll think 
either nurse or doctor and he knows it's him so he knows who she's talking about yeah maybe i'm just saying this as someone in the medical field and i'm just like it doesn't make sense (laughs) (laughs) i think you're thinking about it too hard (laughs) everyone wears scrubs if you work in the medical profession or that might that also could be like the point because it was like if you work in a certain profession you have a certain uniform and so he wears scrubs so he works in medicine which is quite you know um, what's the word I'm looking for impressive to like a lot of anybody so and there is it's not a uniform but it is like a delineator yeah so I think that's kind of more along the lines of what you meant yeah but you know now that we're on this the fact that like he's a surgeon and he is crazy yep batshit crazy yeah I'm just I wonder how many like people he has hurt and saved I feel like it's probably only in accordance with his personal life yeah like there's a very car good way for him to car compartmentalize (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh we like to talk here (laughs) yes I can speak English um, but I think he probably has that, those sections in his mind changed off. And then yeah. something kind of clicked on the part with Maddie. That. Where he kind of lost it. Yeah. I mean, and then when he was talking about, like, the firefighters flirting with his woman, I was just mm-hmm. like, ooh. I just wonder how many times he just looked at them and was like, they're flirting with my wife. When all they were doing was like, hey, can you please pass me the salt shaker or something? Right, or it's like, hey, can you move your car? You're blocking the fire hydrant. Yeah. Right? Oh my gosh, I'm just like, that's terrifying. And then, you know, but that also makes sense why, like, Buck is kind of a boundary in a way. Like, in a way that for... I don't know. I feel like Maddie knows how Doug thinks, which is why I don't know. Okay, I feel like I'm. you're just looking at me weird. <laughs> so with like being a firefighter and Buck being a firefighter, that's like something Maddie feels safe with, but Doug finds it threatening. You see what I'm saying? Like, eh. I feel like that's a reach. I think they just said that there was a profession because at the Poconos, which is the trip that they're referencing, he saw someone in uniform, so he knew they were whatever. So that's how he described them as firefighters. I don't think that it necessarily has anything to do with whether or not he's upset by Buck in particular. I think that for Maddie, it's just, this is her brother, and she was encouraged to leave because she saw his card, and she knew that Buck would be there for her yeah and she like trusted that so I don't think that's necessarily some I don't think him being a firefighter is anything against Doug I think it's just like at the time that was the easiest way for him to signify who was flirting with his wife and there was one particular case I don't necessarily think it was all okay and then he probably has some sort of inferiority complex because maybe he only notices the people in uniform flirting with his wife but to be fair he's crazy so I wouldn't take any of this seriously. Okay. Dang. That was a whole whole circle. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> okay. So after like she put his her hand on his face 
And then she was like, I always found a way to forgive you. I thought you meant when he she swiped at him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me repeat that again. Right, right. When she always was the good part, not the stabby stabby part, which is what yeah. I focused on. Yeah. I always found a way to forgive you. And yeah. then she stabbed him. I felt like that was a very, a very calculated move. Of course. No, no, no. But like on her part, like that felt the most calculated. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Don't hit me, of course. <laughs> I feel like she, I feel like that entire thing was very calculated. Her part. I mean, she was obviously believing what she was saying, but she definitely had a plan in place. Yeah. But I like that she was very like, you know, moving her body. So she was like blocking the fire poker and everything. That was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Strategic. Like- She's strategic, that one. And then they go and fight in the snow. Oh, and Chim blaming himself. We totally yes. skipped over it when Chim blames himself. No, 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 himself. that was next. That's next. Oh, sorry. I skipped over it because I just want to jump straight into the fight because I was like, wow, it was crazy. No, that was crazy. Yeah. But that whole scene between Chim and Hen. Yeah. I like that, you know, of course, Chim is going to confide in Hen with this. Mm-hmm. But it's hard like you know you don't really know the full story you just met someone right so you're only working off what you know Mm -hmm. but there's this whole other thing that obviously you just met the person basically so maddie's not going to tell you her whole life story (laughs) yeah and he wouldn't have known he also just met jason yeah, exactly. Like, like, he just met these people very recently. You're not going to expect to know everything that you yeah. know over years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. if no one tells you information, you're not going to know. Like, what? He, how was he going to magically be like, oh, shit, that's Doug. You know, right. nobody told him. Yeah, Maddie didn't show a picture because she doesn't want to talk about it, which. Yeah, is- totally valid. So, like, why are you blaming yourself that you didn't see Doug coming when you really couldn't have seen him coming? Yeah. But, I mean, I understand when, like, something bad happens, you always take the blame on yourself. Oh, for sure. I get that. But, you know, like, logically, you would have not known. Yeah. Unless you were like, show me a picture of Doug so I know who to avoid. But I highly doubt anyone's thinking that at first glance. Yeah, because it's like, you know, he's like, he sounds crazy, but he's not that crazy. To find out he is that crazy yeah i don't think maddie thought that he would be this insane about it like yeah. murderous straight kind of thing i yeah. think she was like if he found her he'd be very m- much more physically abusive and maybe just take it out on her but i don't think she necessarily assumed just how murderous against everybody he would be yeah which is insane oh by the way number 36 what did you think about chimney scar i didn't see it you didn't see it <laughs> I can't remember it. Oh, no. I was a little too distressed by this episode to honestly notice any of the differences. I was just like, oh, my gosh, is she going to be okay? I'm also so proud of Maddie when she finally does get through, when she sees Buck and it's all over. Yeah. The fight in her is amazing. It's phenomenal. It's insane. But Like, you know, the amount of time she had to stab Doug before finding Buck? I don't even know realistically how you would like process that even if like your favorite person in the whole world who you would like run to about anything is right there i don't know how you would be able to go there you know yeah i don't know if i would be able to that's that is some determination (laughs) she has a very strong like internal strength about her that's hats off to her but i feel like she also realized how much she loved the life she's living now Mm mm-hmm yeah. You know, and I feel like that also helped her be like, you know, I want to get back to that life. 
I agree. And I like that this episode also really highlights Buck's concern for Maddie. 100%. Even in the ambulance when they're together and, um, you know, they're kind of, Buck is like trying to keep her awake, awake. and being yep. like, you got to stay with me. Like, this is important that you stay here for me, I guess, where he's like, this is how much I care for you. Well, I'm going to cry right now. Don't do this to me. <laughs> It was a sweet moment. I don't know why you're gonna cry. Oh, no, because I I don't know why I just suddenly imagine like me and like my favorite family member, and I'm like I would be doing the same thing. Yeah, you just want them to like be okay. And I thought that yeah. it was sweet to see. You don't always you don't always see that kind of sibling dynamic. So I mean, it was very like heartwarming. Oh, and then you missed that line, I didn't give up, and you did so good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's so proud of her. Yeah, because, like, I'm glad that he, like, I know that they definitely had some kind of conversation, Mm -hmm. for sure. Like, they were super, like, honest about what she was feeling and everything, because that was another level of being proud. Yeah. I mean, they've also lived together for, like, the past couple months-ish. Yeah, they like alternated. She lived with him and then he moved out for, or, and then he moved out and she, she moved out, then he moved out with Chim and then moved back in. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, for like the past like six months, give or take, they've kind of lived together. Yeah. They see each other all the time. Time to talk. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh, and then the fact that she didn't know what happened to Chimney. Yeah, because she thinks he's dead. I felt so bad because she thought he was dead because she knows what Doug did to poor guy in the liquor store. Yeah. And I'm like, the fact that, like, you're so traumatized by that, that, like, the only thing you can see is, like, the worst in people. Well. I mean, it's for, you know, makes He was sense. bleeding out when they left. Yeah, so. no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You said that just casually. I mean, I would have assumed he was dead. Because you don't know, we didn't know when Buck would have gotten there. Like, we don't even know if anyone would have known. Because wasn't it date night or something? Yeah. Not date night, but like, they weren't expecting Buck. Yeah. But it was craziness. And then they kiss at the end, and that's the end of the episode. (laughs) Well, you, hey, you totally just jumped the part where he was, like, talking about no rebar. Yep, I I skipped that part. You skipped that part? That was such a cute scene. It was a nice scene. No, 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 I mean, I skipped it. Like in our conversation. It was a cute scene. It was a cute scene. It was a nice scene. I'm expecting more from them in the future. I was just like, man, you kissed him. I don't know. I felt like they needed to be more, but I guess they've already been through so much. Yeah, it's been a day. Just let them take a nap. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I don't think the first thing I would have thought of when both of them got stabbed through probably parts of their lungs and other internal organs is to suck face so you could take air out of each other's lungs. <laughs> I don't know. Didn't seem like the thing for me. Yeah, but you know, it is a TV show and it always has to end up in a kiss at some point. I mean, good for them. They're like, they've gone through this like chapter together. I also now just can't help but find it really funny that they are married in real life and the episode he dies is the episode Jennifer Love Hewitt kisses another dude. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know why that's so funny to me where it's like (laughs) her husband comes in knowing he's going to stab the guy that his wife is going to kiss at the end of it. (laughs) Sorry. This is, no, we're talking about 911, not the actors behind the show. (laughs) Even though we've talked about them a lot. 
Yes, yes, we did. It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. I don't know why you, you couldn't have told me this after he was stabbed and killed. Ugh. Give me the grave. Oh, it definitely did not deserve nine. Or it was 8.8.9. Basically, we're going to round up and say that IMDb said this was a 9.0 rating. The highest rated. I give it. I feel like you're going to give it less than a seven, maybe. No, I give it an eight. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, okay. I went too low on that one. <laughs> My personal enjoyment probably got like a three because stress induced what? Crazy, craziness. But I think just a lot of the acting was done very well in that yeah. I'm so terrified of this one guy. I won't even say hello to them if we see them on the street. There was a lot of like very nice scenes relationship wise that I enjoyed. Yes. I just felt a lot of feels. Not good feels, just stress feels. Stress. <laughs> I guess this is the all right. Now okay. that I think about it, I guess this is the highest rating, like rated one of the higher rated shows that I watched. But I wouldn't rewatch this episode, I guess. Now I feel like I need to give it like a seven because I wouldn't really no. watch it, but I felt like I felt the most feelings in this episode. Give it whatever you think is your score. It's fine. All right. I give it an eight, but like my personal enjoyment was like a three and my rewatchability is like okay. probably also like a three. <laughs> okay. But I just felt a lot of things in this episode and most of it was just stress. <laughs> you have one? Do you? Did you like this episode? I couldn't really tell. I feel like you did enjoy it but not as much as others. Um, I did. I did enjoy it. I just felt like it's already been beaten in the future. Something else is. Okay. Yeah. By a lot. But is this the type of episode that you enjoyed from 911? Yes and no. I do enjoy characters in distress, but not when it's like this. The domestic violence was hard to watch. Yeah. But you know, but I mean, like, I'm glad they brought, you know, a lot of visibility to this, you know, actual issue because it does happen everywhere. But, you know, it is very hard to watch. And I don't know if I would want to watch it all the time. Oh, yeah, definitely. If this is the yeah. entire show, no. I yeah. think that it is important to raise awareness of the issues that can occur in this. Mm-hmm. Um, And there are a lot of different, like they mention a lot this isn't going to be like most cases aren't going to end up like this oh i know she was very lucky she was very lucky and she had the strength to do it not everyone will oh and i think that's what a lot of the flashbacks were also about too yeah and i feel like at least for me in this episode like it was it was really good for sure like the acting was 10 out of 10 for me you know i felt all the feelings but I felt like this is not my kind of thing. I don't feel like I like this kind of emotional side when I watch things like this. Because I don't know how to react to it. I And maybe in part that should be something that a lot more shows and a lot more media should show. But I'm trying to give you the best I can without ruining anything in the future. But this is not something I would want to see again. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. But you rated it. You would do the same, I think, as me. Like you rate it highly, but you wouldn't necessarily rewatch it or enjoy no. it. Well, enjoy the process of watching it. Future stuff, I liked it way more than this. Okay. Yeah. That's all that. you need to say. <laughs> okay. On that note, that's the end of it. 
But thank you for tuning in. As always, don't be racist. Don't be homophobic. Just be a good person. Eight. And you deserve an extra muffin today, Catherine. <laughs> yes. And don't <laughs> let the porch pirate bite. No. What was it? Don't let the porch pirate steal your packages. Something like that. I don't know. I need to fix it. And then also lessons from today. What did we learn today? Family is important. Support systems are important. And it's very stressful watching a couple play a couple that hates each other. <laughs> no, you mean it's stressful watching a happy couple play a couple that hates each other. Yes. Not even hate it. Like the emotions that you So many things. And then knowing that they're a happy couple now <laughs> distressed me even more. <laughs> I really wish you didn't tell me until after today's episode. And after today's episode, watched my reaction. I feel like it would have been a lot crazier than if I than knowing the entire time. But I feel like knowing also makes it even worse, you know, because it's just like... Just for my enjoyment, Meg, I see what you mean. You just wanted to do it for my enjoyment. <laughs> All right. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Bye, guys! Nine One One Superfan vs. Pure Snow is hosted by Meg and Kat. It's produced by Kat and Meg, and it's edited by Kat. If you'd like to learn more about our show, you can find us online at beacons.ai/911superfan vs. PAS. You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Nine One One Superfan vs. PAS or Twitter, the same handle minus the U. If you'd like to support our show further, please leave us a positive comment and or like wherever you're tuning in from, or recommend us to a friend. We'd love to have more people join us. New episodes drop every other Tuesday. Well, we appreciate you listening all the way through, and we will see you next time.